Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's show, I've got Charlotte DeCurtis. Charlotte is a mind and body transformational coach for women, is on a mission to disrupt the status quo of misery diets by leading a rebellion of women to rewrite their own stories about how they relate to food and their bodies. As a former serial self-saboteur who was shackled to the diet wagon for most of her adult life, despite being in fitness model shape, seeing her mental health decline and the, the epiphany of the effect this was having on her life and her kids, she made it her purpose to change the mentality of women across the globe through the movement she she fronts called she is on fire so welcome on to the show charlotte hello thanks for having me you've really made me have to concentrate to read that bio i know i could, I could tell i could tell with that that were a real concentration phase you had going on there <laughs> that's probably one of the harder ones <laughs> anyway charlotte let's let's get into it let's go bef- back before coaching to start with see i know that you got you were in in dancing and things like that through your social media but for the the listeners can you tell us through obviously your own words so my childhood was like like you say my background was dancing and I'm sure that you can relate to this just we sport in background the um the advice and the pressure and everything else that that goes with it. So I was a European dance champion by the time I was 12 that brings with it a lot of great things, but also like I say, a a lot of pressure, a lot of, um, a lot of body issues, a lot of diet issues, not getting the, you know, necessarily the, the right advice, all, all of that. And then post dancing, I went to, I went on to become a personal trainer. Um, and I was very much in my early years, probably like late teens into my early 20s specifically in the burpee and broccoli brigade of lining up your Tupperware and the typical like Instagram stuff that you see now. So luckily back then the Instagram culture wasn't a thing because I fully in my early twenties would have been all over it. Um, but that is, is background really, which led me on to the liberated woman method where I am now. So talk to us about the some of the pitfalls because you talked about you know the mm. highs a little bit of, mm. of the dancing and you referred to obviously the the restraints and the shackling of of diets mm. and, and exercise. How how much of it was misinformation of on, looking back on like as a like from a reflection standpoint. Mm. Um, I think back then, like when when I used to dance, probably when did I stop? I stopped around 16. We didn't have Google and things like that. So any information that you were getting was coming from um whether it was diet magazines, whether it was nutritionists that you were working with, whether it was like it, it's dancing, the kind of dancing that I used to do as well was very much its own culture of people who would step into it, but not necessarily be qualified it was very like word of mouth you should be doing this and you should be doing that as well as as the you know when you dance and you've got leotards on particularly in your in your teen years um the body image elements of that 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 come with it and there's always 
what I found for myself anyway, and I know a lot of my friends that I used to dance with, it's almost like things that are totally not normal become your normal. So there were things like, like I knew this wasn't something that I did in particular, but girls who used to eat tissue paper, for example, to fill themselves up because they were so petrified of putting weight on because you're wearing a little leotard and, and, and all that kind of thing. And I think when you are not just your early teens, but when you're a child and into your early teens beyond, you don't have any baseline of of normal other than what you're experiencing so I think a lot of behind the scenes and I see this in a lot of the in the women that I train so maybe not things that are as extreme but women who have been parented a certain way they might have parents who've constantly been on diets have been surrounded by you know heat magazine okay magazine that just trash women for the bodies and you should be eating this and not be eating that and eat this 500 calorie whatever so that really, I think for, for myself and, you know, again, a lot of the women that I work with is a real pitfall of not understanding what, what it is that your body needs and how to fuel your body, how you can still go out and socialize and still live a life that you enjoy rather than being shackled to a diet for years and years and years, which is very much the reality for a lot of the women that I work with. What would you blame for that kind of culture and that mentality then? Because ultimately you know, magazines and things like that is, is mm. a little bit um, now predated because mm. you're talking about Instagram and, and Google and, and, mm. and whatnot. Um, all the social medias, um, I'll probably go as far as probably into TikTok a little bit with that mm. uh, and uh, and shaming more in the the proverbial sense of mm. you know language that's used and or like comments that are just in passing of okay you need to do something about that etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. um but why do you think that women don't challenge that kind of either behavior or, or mm. mindset because obviously we're talking about a transition that you and i are both in our 30s mm. you would think over a 20-year period people will become a little bit more savvy to that. Mm. I think there's a few things. I think there's a couple of, of elements to it. One, the way that we are marketed to. So, you know, the images that we're seeing from day to day, the information that we're taking in, we see it everywhere, but I think we're very unassuming in the sense that we don't know what's being done to us psychologically. There's a reason why, you know, the, the authority, um, the leverage of authority. So I, I know that there are a lot of, whether it's diet products, whether it is just people talking about certain things, and they'll always get in there like it is medically recommended or a doctor said this. And nobody's actually checking whether, like, is that a medical doctor? Is it a doctor of psychology? Is it somebody who's just got a doctorate in something completely unrelated? And I think we're really unaware of how we are being marketed to with, with diet products, with the pictures that we're seeing. And now you've got influencer culture on Instagram. And like, like you say, TikTok is rife at the moment. There's, you know, teenage girls doing TikToks about how they eat ice cubes for the, the lunch. Like, I don't know if you've seen that, but there's, there's a huge thing going on on TikTok. I was actually featured last wasn't last year, the year before, in a documentary about TikTok diet culture. And, and these are the kind of things that are going on. And I think that over the years, even though, you know, we don't really have OK Magazine as such anymore as a tangible magazine, there's obviously digital equivalents 
on Facebook, you know, you can still log on to like Daily Mail and all of that. And they're quite intrusive on you. I don't know if you've noticed this, but they're sometimes quite intrusive on your feed from people who've shared stories about celebs or diets or whatever. And obviously you've got sponsored posts as well. So I don't think we ever get away from this mechanism, even though, you know, we now don't have tangible magazines anymore lying around your house, but it's on your phone, still in your face. And for me, that we're marketed to in exactly the same way, but just a different vehicle. And I think that that's that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing. We are honestly, well, we're just completely unaware of how we are being di- uh, we are being sold to. Do you think it's an education of, uh, of, of just you and I know this would be fact, mm. but do you think it comes down to to educating? the youth um, men and women of obviously the content that you now consume is going to be sold back to you so be it if it was generally speaking if it was you and i that are on facebook it's generally something to do with something to do with coaching that would be the mm. advertisement because we've looked yeah. at something to do with that do mm. you think people need to be more i don't say clued up but kind of taught mm. as okay the information that you're consuming um ultimately it's a computer at the other end of it is analyzing what you're doing thus mm. okay you must like you, you you're commenting you're mm. engaging with it thus mm. you must like it even yeah. if it's you contradict with it or you don't also you don't like it because I've, ne- I've very rarely seen an angry face on a comment but the point i'm getting at Charlotte is is people need to be obviously clued up with that because it's not out of sheer luck that this thing's being plucked out of thin air. It's mm. it's the companies are that clued up when it comes to psychology, to marketing, marketing psychology of pretty much if you're not aware of it, it's manipulation. There's no word. There's no other word to use for that. Do you think it's it's going back to, in a sense, maybe going into schools and kind of showcasing this kind of behavior yeah. needs to to be challenged? I think there's an element of that. I think knowing that helps, but I do. I think the biggest thing, particularly again, I, c- I can only speak from personal experience and the kinds of women that I now work with and 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 things like that, but. I don't think it's necessarily necessarily a logical problem for most people. I think it's an emotional problem. So even if, you know, and, and you'll have seen this, I've seen this, you can logically know something, you can intellectually know something, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you 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 feel a certain way. So I think for a lot of a lot of people, it, it's an emotional thing. And I think I honestly think that the solution to this is equipping people with who they are, knowing who they are, knowing what they want, knowing what they stand for, knowing what they want their lives to look like, because I don't know whether that is, I don't think there's one single answer, but I think that is more the place to start than the information around how you're necessarily being sold to, because I don't think that will be enough to change people anyway. I think people will still be in the element. I mean, Love Island's just come back on, hasn't it? So you've got all, all of that, like that, that again is, is something that contributes like, and the images that you put in your head of these, you know, these 
particular Instagram bodies and all of that is like that becomes a normal for most people. I don't really know many women who look like that. Like that, that is not the norm, but it becomes a norm because you're looking at it on Instagram all day. You're looking at it on Facebook all day. You're seeing it on your TV on Love Island. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I think there is definitely an element of that. There's an amazing, amazing book, in fact, um, that I read relatively recently called 10 Reasons to Delete Your... Um, is it just, I think 10 reasons to delete your social media account. And it's brilliant. It goes through all of the, how we're marketed to how your attention. So when you're scrolling on Facebook and things like that, how that's become a commodity for most companies and how you are being manipulated into buying certain things, seeing certain things. So I definitely think there's an element there, but I think there's a step further where people need to be way more emotionally aware of themselves and why, they want to buy the things that they think that they want to buy. Because what I find is that it's not always just about losing weight. It's it's not really about losing weight. It's all of the things you think that you're going to gain by taking up less space in the world. And the amount of women that that I've, I've coached who I have in the past been on this miserable, miserable journey, they've lost weight. They've got to like the goal weight as, as you know, we all have a goal weight. Um, and it's not been this enlightening thing that they thought it were going to be. They've had, they've had a miserable process. They've gone through, you know, th- this this miserable diet, this deprivation. They, they've missed out on so much of things that they actually enjoy in the life to take up less space in the world. And it's not been this transformation because they feel exactly the same. And I always say, like, transformation start from the neck up. And that work's not being done. It's, you know, you're taking up less space, but you're not actually dealing with anything that's going on for you. Makes sense. Yeah, but it makes sense to me. But but be it mm. if I kind of um, simplify it for mm. what you've said is is, is clarity, and that's hard. Mm. But for somebody to challenge their their identity, uh, if I'd use myself, mm. um, and you you were there, so you knew what I'm talking about of dispelling pretty much what was. We're talking about 20 25 years in my life to kind oh, yeah, of go, absolutely. Well, this this no longer serves me yeah and to kind of do like most of the coaches job is i can't mm. do that that's a bit more yeah. difficult because it's like well that would be how would i describe it that'd be challenging because something in in that lifestyle is still useful mm. obviously there's others that aren't so yeah the, um conversation is doesn't serve me um mm. but it does it does kind of showcase when people do ask of well when i've got issues of self-confidence self um worth uh whilst the person mentioned um it was quite deep and i was quite surprised mm. of you, you've gone more than surface level bullshit mm. okay the comparison of what you're describing towards others is what another person's saying is bad. You should live, live, kind of stay in your own lane. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give my honest opinion and kind of say, I'd agree. However, and that was my second point. My first point was competition is how I use comparison is I'm competing mm. with you just 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 for example's sake um i'll look to what you do and i will try and emulate certain bits 
which is comp- which is competition and i'll take mm. bits that i want and i'll keep i'll keep moving forward but the problem that you you have brought to the service charlotte is people don't do that it will be i will look to i'll use instagram because it's more picture based i will get obsessed to the point of compulsion which i'm going from a I perceive as a positive to a negative. Other people might see obsession as bad, but I don't. Is now you're obsessed to to such a degree that you will look at your life under such a microscope from a negative perspective that everything that you do is wrong. Mm. Whereas i probably oh i probably spend a couple of minutes on instagram but that's me but that's what works for me it would be okay this is what i've got to add to the world Hmm. come out i might spend a few bits of time there periodically but it would be just to grow the the platform that'd be about it Hmm. whereas the, the the aspect that you're talking about is is this perception of there's no other word to use that is perfection is it, it it is unsurmountable and it's unattainable so the the you talked about love island being back on uh i think the the soundbite that i took from it and i only watched it a little bit my mom likes it but so i only seen if, if somebody said i don't know what social media is like i can't i don't know what planet you're living on that you're in your 20s that you don't know what social media is i think that's mm. you can't get can't get more two-faced and lying than that it's like what's social media it's like what what world are you living in that you don't know one of the forms of social media because that is one of the reasons potentially you'd have gotten the show in the first place but what i would probably disagree with is people see perfections from a uh, an ascetical or a visionary perspective as these people are flawless i'd probably question and you probably agree with this to some extent is they've got flaws be it emotionally uh psychologically mentally because why have they resorted to reality reality television to find the love of their life and generally speaking if you look at, I think it's like series six or seven, the amount of success rates of those couples is pretty, really, is, I think there's only like one or two out of seven, that's out of seven series. That's mm. pretty bad. So I would probably question the individual's motives as what, why are you going in the, the program in the first, I would say more to, to became, become, infamous and, and and notorious become I would, I would say so yeah I, I would say so I I don't think it's really interesting that you've just said that because I don't think in my own head I have ever ever thought of anybody going on Love Island to actually find the love of the life and that's what the full show's about isn't it <laughs> I was just yeah in my head people just went on to be on the show yeah it's it is. I think I think the other thing as well, and you've you've touched on this in, in a different kind of way a minute ago, is integrity in the, the fitness industry and the health industry, I think, is getting better, but it's a completely unregulated industry. So anybody can really say 
anything without any kind of repercussion. Like if you did that in like the, I know it's not, this isn't the right word, but like the legal field or, you know, the medical field, you, you, you wouldn't be able, you know, you'd be sued, you'd have your bum sued off. Um, and I think the industry itself is going away that is, is it's getting better. You've got people who, who are standing up now. And I know this was never really a thing in the past um, and calling things out and calling people out and calling, you know, programs out or things that are just full of misinformation. So I think it's getting better there. I think there's some amazing people to follow. And I think in terms of, of coaching, I think it has to, to go in a direction for things to work and things to make blanket change of allowing people to explore what they actually want themselves, you know, through proper coaching that you and I do, rather than it just being, this is a one size fits all, this, this is what you're going to eat, this is what you, without any of that that mindset stuff and the mindset element coming into it, which I think has been such a, a thing for a long time, like follow this. And I don't think, I, 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 you know, well, it's not that I don't think I can see that. I see that over and over again in the women that, that I coach, it just doesn't work. Well, that's 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 probably what you and I were just discussing this before we started recording. Of mm. um, be it the the programs that are health related in the UK, they only scratch the surface. But is it the reluctance of the the producer or the editor willing to go deeper than than than? Than, mm. than, than, oh, I can't speak. Then needs <laughs> to meet the requirement. Um, it's entertainment as well, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's for really enter. Ent- that's not really entertainment to see that somebody's. Um, what was it? It was. I I already knew about the program coming out anyway because mm. I know one of the, the people on the show. They happened to be in my area, so we were trying to work out where the family's from exactly. Mm. Uh, we didn't manage to work that out, but in terms of um what did the presenter say at the end they were kind of shocked and surprised that the 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 the, the husband and wife obviously mother and father had lost i think it told i think 14 pounds and 16 pounds like like uh, it's like just a comment of really it's like Mm. are you surprised i don't know what the time frame was Mm. Uh, i was talking at the same time so that's that's on me to well, go back into the the delete section and maybe and uh, maybe look. It's like, well, that's a good achievement. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably question the family a little bit more uh, because he was ex-military. Mm. In terms of that, should be unacceptable to to get to resort to that to that that kind of life. So I know it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, subconsciously or covertly because you kind of get you get sucked up in life uh i i appreciate people listening to that will be that would be one of their arguments to james that's not fair it's like well i appreciate yes everybody has a life mm. but that goes against everything that you mentioned before of identity that would be i've been in a similar position so um I went from coaching to working in education for a little bit and I will, I'd lost my way, but what I didn't counter with is the kids going to school and eating chocolate bars. I said, Oh, Oh, well, I can't really challenge that because that's not my place anymore. I'm, I'm not in the coaching space. And that was day one. 
Mm. Whereas I should have kind of gone, well, that to me, that is unacceptable for, for a child to go into any type of school, doesn't matter secondary school, primary school, elementary school, or high school, it doesn't matter. It, 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 that is, comes down to education and that's not the right nutritious thing to be having going to school let alone mm. for the other aspects of it of you're going to now have a massive high and a couple mm. hours later you're going to be a pain in the ass um and and that's that's the truth of it but what i'm trying to make across from a point of view that i'm that i'm mentioning is because i was unwilling to challenge the status quo because i didn't want to rock the boat uh, mm. or shake shake things up I got sucked into that environment. So stress um, mm. resulting to obviously the wrong choices. I won't say the wrong, it's not the wrong choices, not really the right way, but not optimal choices for performance. Resulting to anything that's going to boost um, energy rapidly just so that I feel mm. good and that I can kind of get, get through life. Mm. Uh, and obviously, um, went summer holidays lost lots of weight and people would ask well you've lost and i and it's just the tonality in which they delivered it it's like what the hell do you mean by that mm. i've always been healthy you're challenging my whole existence just because mm. i've lost lost we're talking about 10 15 kilos so it's quite a lot um basically because you haven't seen me for two three months and then just it was it, it got me down from a mental perspective so what i'm referring to with the gentleman being an ex-military that should be flashing neon signs as to mm. okay you you you've changed roles but health and well-being predominantly for most people that go into sport go into active service quite healthy individuals so so to be overweight and be pre-diabetic that should be kind of go this is on this is unacceptable i, I mm. could get what they were saying towards the end is yes i'm no longer um borderline pre-diabetic uh, and mm. my a1c is under control and, and things like that and but it doesn't take how long that will last and just little tips here and there it's like um changing what did they do? Uh, right, white rice for uh, diced up. I hate it. I think that uh, you know cauliflower rice is disgusting. But that's my not opinion. like it. That's my yeah. no. It's just the, the, the texture doesn't feel right. <laughs> not like it. I don't mind cauliflower by mm. itself, uh, or or being in it in its um, whole form. I almost said raw form. In its whole form, it's just it doesn't do it for me so it, yeah. I think it's more it's more it comes back to education and I think being exposed to mm. to to what teenagers are taught in school is very horrifying of yeah um I've I worked I think the lot towards the end with with the, the, the not I said sixth form the uh year 11 sorry couldn't didn't know how to use the oven didn't know you had to use the hob you're thinking this is not difficult it's turning dials and yeah i'm talking about an electric hob yeah not gas not gas 
you're thinking these are 16 year old kids going into the world and mm. um, pretty much can't do the basics for themselves so it be it i i i've i can see some similarities in myself because i used to be like that i didn't do uh cooking in school i, I mm. thought it was uh for girls that was my my, my oh. opinion that was my sexist opinion of boys do this the home the home act is for the women yeah uh, but obviously i'm gonna get loads of abuse i don't think like that now now anymore no um but i would probably lurk in the background at home and kind of go i'm i'm watching but i'm not really paying attention yeah uh, i don't know whether that's changed you know the because my son is at high school and he's had to do cooking now from year seven. And I went to an all girls high school, but I know that my my friends who were boys who went to like the alternative boys equivalent of my school also didn't have to do like food tech. So I'm wondering whether it had maybe that has been brought in now of it being compulsory. Yeah, I mean, it's great when my son's at home. Had to do uh, the boys had to do sewing as well. And I, oh I yeah that subject yeah oh, sir can you help me with putting the feathering um the hem doing the, the hem on a dress no no but no, no, it was it was yeah. more simple this you know threading the, the piece of thread through the through the needle oh. come on it's not it's not that freaking hard it just takes amount of you know at first you you failed you try try again and it's like i'm not going to do it first the, te- the teacher obviously can but that's mm. because they've got years and years of practice and they probably did yeah. that mm. uh, at school and then maybe done it at yeah. home. Whereas for me, it's like, well, I can do that, but anything else with the sewing machine? Hmm, I don't think I'd be able to do that now. involved as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry that you've made a mistake. Uh, bring an expert in. Bring the expert in. And probably the look of disgust of the teachers, like, well, you're mm. not really helpful. It's like, well. I'm being the stereotypical man. I don't know what to do it. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so that so I think yes, things have changed from mm. uh, a perspective uh, of cooking, and and I think I think year seven are a little bit more open to to be a willingness to to trying. I know I'm putting a blanket mm. statement with with that out there to kind of say all 11, 12 year olds will want mm. to be try something that is completely alien to them and they've normally mm. had it spoon fed to them in primary school um i think i tell it i used to tell it as it was it's like you, you know in big boy school no, you gotta mm. do some things for yourself. turn the oven on no but i think 16 is is, is i think what i didn't like is more the mm. oh, it's it's so predated it's like things from the 1980s more mm. like the, the more the what i'm talking about for the audience is uh, the meal plate yeah so the nhs like guidelines still sorry, have that, that don't they of... that needs to be ripped yeah. up in the bin and yeah. i did have the i think i i was towards the end of the contract there and i would start challenging it's like i think i did say it was a supply teacher who's mm. standing in it's like this is garbage yeah and she's like, well, this is in the curriculum. And I get that, but it's it's 30, it's 30 or it's 30 years out of date when I did my PT course. Yeah. Which yeah. was I did that in my GCSEs, the meal play, the eat well play. It's I I get it's trying to show them what a balanced meal looks like. Mm. 
you put it it's 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 so out of date and it it's it's it, it's you're teaching people the, the, the wrong it's it's not current information um mm. i was a losing yeah. battle with that one but in terms mm. of i was making my point across it's like well this is i get that they've got to regurgitate it in the gcses but it's still mm. wrong yeah it's do you know do you know what what's really interesting and i don't know if you come across this a lot i'm going to assume that you do is that I have so many clients that when I start working with them, I will say, what do you need to do? And they can ram it off. They can ram off, well, I need to be doing this and I need to be like my, my sleep's rubbish and like my nutrition is this and this is this, but they're just not doing any of the things. So then for me, this this begs the question, is it an education thing or is it, you know, again, what else does it boil down to? Is it different elements that need? Because the way that I work with my clients is on three pillars. So body freedom, food freedom, mind freedom. And I'd be really interested to get your perspective on this, actually. I do not believe that you can necessarily have one without the other. Oh, I, so, agree. I agree entirely because that's when people mm. ask me, what is exactly that you do? Uh, it's like, well, that's a good question. How long have you really got? Yeah. But the point that I'm making is, yes, pr- primarily it is weight loss because that's mm-hmm. what what is easy and easier tangible to be able to to market and to sell because mm-hmm. people can see, well, okay, James gets me from A to B from a process perspective, mm-hmm. but it's the all the other things that come with it. So, okay, mine is adapting the training. Makes mm-hmm. more sense because obviously I'm working with with people that have got impairments Mm. i'm challenging probably their mindset a little bit when it comes to training because it's like oh i can only do it one way no no no, no. you can do it multiple ways and and Mm. i'll share and i can show you why um the 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 m is obviously mastery of 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 what i would call nutrition but mastery Mm. of the diet Uh, and then obviously the p is proving to themselves proving to others Mm. uh, and kind of proverbially putting the middle finger up to like judgment resentment whatever Mm. you want to call it in terms of challenges that you're facing from from other people's opinions other people's beliefs etc it's kind of going Mm. okay i want to prove it it probably comes back from my sporting days as that's why i've called it that Mm. of i i did that since i was 15 okay i'm going to show you Mm. um yeah so, so I think it does. It does come down to. It's more than education. Uh, it's a, it's a mindset and it's it's an openness to be willing to 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 learn and to change. Mm. That would be what I would look at first and foremost. Is yeah, I'd probably refer it to, and I've never I never thought I'd use this outside of school. Of all wells, nineteen eighty of you've got a choice do you want to yeah be under the thumb mm. and be in a state that's virtually a police state or yeah. or do you want to do something that is completely different and and, yeah. and, and I, I i i i i like when people say the black sheep because they look at it negative i look at it positively yeah but i want to be out here by myself and i don't think like everybody else i'm quite happy it's that maverick thinking isn't it and it, and it is, that's what i use with a lot of the ladies that i coach is like you've got to use like maverick thinking it's not you know following what everybody else is doing because and i always find this really funny 
the amount of advice that people, and you'll probably come across this as well, have taken from like your next door neighbor or someone in your office. Like I always have a joke about, you know, your typical Linda in your office who ran a 5k one time and all of a sudden is, is an expert in health and fitness and, and knows about your diet and what you should be doing. Um, but there is there's just conflicting information from everywhere. So I think in terms of education, it, I get that it is so hard for people to, who do you trust? Who, who is it who has got the, you know, and, and again, going back to like the integrity in the industry, I think that that is something that again, has to, has to change especially with that influencer culture of selling, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen them, but Kim Kardashian not so long ago was doing like the weight loss lollies and, and things like that. And it, it's, you do, you know, that person, there's that no like and trust factor, isn't there? Well, they do that. So that's why they look like that. Well, I'm going to buy that. And then that don't work. So then you see something else and then you, that's going to be the magic thing. That's going to be the magic thing. And you and I both know there's no there's no magic thing. There's no actual magic thing. It's the consistency of of doing the basics well and building on that. Like like anything. Like and I'm I'm sure again I'd love to get your perspective on this. Like any kind of sport. Do you know what we're really interested? Actually, do you remember when we were on Mastermind? I can't remember who it was who said to you about feeling like doing your training, and you like said I don't I don't feel like it. I just do it. It's just, but again, it will be the basics. Of, that. The only I thing can't remember. In my mind is what mm. Bob said to me. So you need to be more vulnerable. I said, okay. <laughs> I remember that as well. I feel like it was one of the girls. Quite, like, all, all of them were quite positive. That's the only mm. thing I, I remember yeah. because it was quite, it's not negative. It's not negative because he's right. No. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was, it was okay. All the other things are what I do well. Okay, mm. I'll give myself another pat on the back. It's the, well, that's what I was expecting. It's mm. nice to hear it from other people. Yeah, that was the challenge. Is like, oh, you need to be become, okay. That's something they're gonna work, have to be a work in progress. Yeah, um, it's not gonna happen overnight. Mm. Um, but through speaking to people like yourself, other people mm. uh, for the podcast, um, clients, speaking mm. people in general. I do yeah. talk about stories. Oh, there's another one that's come out that oh, I've got to write this down so I don't forget. And it just yeah. be a passing moment of I've just said, uh, when I did this, this mm. was what I learned from it. it yeah. And, and go from there. So that's yeah. it's probably easier for me than most because mm. it's it's a story. It's like it happened. Okay, it's fact. Mm. This is what I did. This is what I learned from this is maybe what you'll get from it and then away mm. we go and okay yeah. it's some of some things are probably rawer than others some things probably won't mm. come won't be ever out yeah. in the public eye but I think coming back to what you said about I just did it that's that's what's probably good and bad mm. of sport because you don't really enjoy the the, the experience it's, mm. it's okay I have to do it in spite or I have to do it regardless if I like it or mm. loathe it which is not yeah. a good ex- it's not a good existence either I, I I don't know whether like there's a lot of, again going back to like the women that I coach I often have these conversations with them and I remember someone saying it, it's I remember someone saying something to me or worked with a number of years ago in fact it, it was Paul Moore who said it we spoke about this thing beforehand and he said, you know, Charlotte, if, if sometimes if you're going to eat shit, don't nibble. 
And I thought, oh, that is disgusting for one. But sometimes there's some things that you just have to do and they're not going to be massively, there's not going to be like the clouds aren't going to part and the sunshine isn't going to shine through on you. You know, there's some things that you just have to, you have to do. And I specifically remember you saying that and thinking it is so right. There's going to be elements that you, you know, you enjoy and you love about it, but there's also going to be things that you just have to have to do and crack on with. Well, I think I can relate that to work. Mm. Yeah, work as well. We spoke about admin, didn't we, before when we were speaking well, before I this? Love and... that. I don't love admin. Oh, I do. It's I one hate of those it. things that has yeah, well, there's different aspects of it. It's it's yeah. Weird. I don't like any uh, of it. Staying on, yeah, but you're probably <laughs> if we're honest with the audience, you're more disorganized than I am. So. Oh, fully. Listen, I am. I will own that. I will fully own that. <laughs> That's probably why I can operate in either space. And I was mm. talking about this on a, a meeting on Wednesday. Mm. Of I can be either organized, mm. structured, uh, and things like that, or I can be unstructured. I'm mm. I'm quite easy to go in whatever camp. Okay, this podcast yeah. is unstructured. Mm. There are some, and I know what which episodes are structured. The listeners, you're probably hard to tell. Yeah. What? What? And okay, I put that out yeah. to you listening to this one. If you can tell me which one is structured and which one is not, obviously that I, I I'd love to hear that because if you mm. can, you can tell the difference, that's good. Yeah. Um. But obviously, coming back to what we said, Charlotte, of hating things, admin for me is to stay on top of things. So I, 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 I don't know if it was potentially me deleting something. I don't know how I managed to do it. I lost about two weeks mm. of conversations with people. So I don't know if I've deleted or Facebook hates me. <laughs> so just completely from this week, as we're mm. recording, well, beginning of July, end of June, mm. there's nothing till probably the beginning of, of, of June. I know I had conversations. So what I've done, I don't know. But in terms of what I've kind of done to rectify that, is to okay let me get ahead of this and this is the person i've spoke to on a particular date this is what i've said about it and i'm a little bit more organized and i can go i can go maybe days or weeks without talking to them mm. uh, be it through my choice or theirs and then go mm. back in whereas it's not trying to so if we use one person as an example i know what his profile picture looks like i know what we were talking about but i don't know what his name mm. is thus it doesn't mm. help me I'm, I'm in that proverbial uh, no man's land because it's like, well, you can't continue that conversation because mm. you don't know what his name is. Thus, my point is when you to put it related to training, diet mm. or mindset, you, you, you're kind of, you're kind of, and I use this with Chrissy for our episode of if you were not to use a sat nav and you didn't know where you were going, mm. you're going to mm. get lost. 100%. Um, because we were reliant on uh, Tom Tom, Google, Tom probably Tom. more Google now with phone within the cars. Yeah, I used to have a Tom Tom. Forgot about Tom Tom. Um, <laughs> and you, no, people are less reliant. And, and this sh- shows my age more because I used to be the navigator in the car for my family. Mm. And I was surprised to see a map in Aldi. It, yeah, really. Because it's, yeah. it is. Um, I'm not going to say it's not necessary, but it mm. is so far removed from people's realities that why would I need a ma- why would I need a roadmap? 
to, yeah. to get where I'm going on. Because yeah. the sat nav or Google Maps or mm. if you still have something that's that that ancient as a Tom Tom as an alternative or any sat nav yeah like navigation system, mm. you're gonna kind of go, well, it's not likely to fail me. My question would be, what happens if it does? Because where mm. I you you live fairly rurally mm. I know if I go in certain places in North Wales you do not have a 4G signal so that's Google it's yeah be, it's gone it's gone so my point is when it comes to the training and and the nutrition and the mindset when you get unstuck where do you go mm. yeah I think for me, again, I have this conversation with all of me, all my clients all the time. This is usually where I start with. And even for, you know, things that I'm doing doing myself, he's like, what's in the gaps at the moment? What what are in the gaps? What are the, the things that need to have, like the damage limitation attached to them? Because we always, well, with experience and with, again, the nature of women that I work with, they're very good at planning. So they're very good at like getting the highlighters out and getting new notepad and like strategic military precision. And then the first thing goes to crap and it's knocked everything else off. So usually when people plan, and again, I don't know if you find this, but they plan for like the perfect day of everything going right. The kids are angels. Yes, nobody's yes. poorly. Yes, that's that's probably where men and women are different. And you're like this one. I Possibly. seen it on a Facebook Facebook video thing, so you get, you know, if you watch something, it, it then gives you something else. Um, mm. I don't know oh, what yeah. I watched him before it, but he it was a comedy, more of a comedy sketch of yeah. what's the difference between men and women's brains. Mm. Obviously, the, I'll do the men one because you'll find this funny first. Um, obviously, the man, the man's going to talk about one subject, one subject alone. That's the only thing we're going to talk about. Everything else is is is, is off the cut off the table. I'm going to take this box out. Of the, of the space of the brain what i want to talk about we're going to put it out we're going to like, take care open it up this is what we're going to talk about i'll finish with that i'm going to pack it away make sure carefully and this is me paraphrasing it's better if you go watch it if i could find this it's, it's, it's hilarious put it back make sure i don't touch any of the other boxes and he walks over slowly to the women's plinth with the with the with the figurine on top obviously the men are already laughing and you know where i'm going with this because i know exactly where you're going with it it's all everything is connected so he made reference to the husband is related to the car the car is related to the kids etc you're pretty much like a but if i was a ball of yarn it's like everything is a mm. word for man it's everything is i'm i'm, I'm generalizing because i'm not like this but it's it's one thing we do that thing right put it down mm move on to the next pick it mm. up and whereas women it's like it's everything all over the place I'm probably somewhere in between yeah I think that maybe is the nature of of just again this again blanket statement but the the nature of most women and particularly like the experience of women that that I work with who do have so much to think about on a daily basis of like sorting kids out and then going to work and then worrying about like oh my god this is done that's done that you know we've got to do all of these things kids dropping off booking hair appointments rem remembering to tell other people to do the things like telling your husband to remember to take the wheelie bins out or whatever it is I think like and, and again I don't 
I don't have an answer for this. I don't particularly, I'm still working this out myself, whether it's still a cultural thing and we're still 20 years behind of, of living in those kind of households or whether we as women need to be okay with having less responsibility and let people do things. I don't have an answer to this at the minute. Like I say, I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think that's probably the nature of, of just, you know, women living that way and feeling like they've got everything on the shoulders and all of this responsibility. And, you know, you, you're trying to be the best mum that you can, the best chef that you can, the best, you know, this the perfectionism at work. You're trying to get up the career ladder. Whereas years ago, you would, uh, you know, you, you were, you know, and it was a very normal thing. I know when I speak to my, my nana about this, like the women stayed home and looked after the the children. The men went out to work. Now, like we're, we're trying to look after kids and do a million and one other things and look like the Instagram models <laughs> on top on top of all that. So I don't know, maybe that is why, maybe that's the nature of where that's come from. Hmm, interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's trying to challenge what is um obviously socially acceptable because what you're talking mm. about and no one though isn't it it's i think I, maybe how well, people men go to work well the boys also mm. need to work as well um yeah. so yeah. i would probably challenge most people in the current generation like well you want entitlement to this um, mm. my grandparents my grandfather stopped going to school at 14 because he went mm. to work. Yeah. The only day off he had was to go to church mm. on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, but the point that, that, that I'm referring to is it's probably go both ways as you know, the male taking up more responsibility. I think that is changing um mm. with time because things are, are, are less sad but obviously you're gonna have those little trolleys trolley people on on the on the internet and say comments of mm. well i've seen one related to rugby and i'm thinking that's un, that's unacceptable because it's mm. it was making reference to a uh the british lions are given a, a, a toy to the, like the new the youngest one in the team and, and mm. one person made reference to he looks like the um the chance of the, the, the exchequer is like that's not acceptable that's not even funny mm. making reference to a person looking like a stuffed animal it's like that's that's probably borderline being sick at best it's like mm. um and it's probably not the brightest thing to say in in in, in the current current uh um where we find ourselves with with questioning you know racism um, mm. and all things like that because it, mm. it's, i perceived it as that kind of comment and i'm pretty yeah. open-minded as well that's mm. not the brightest thing to say on mm. a, a public platform of twitter and definitely it's, yeah and it's, and it's possibly that is your real mm. uh, username but obviously coming back to that, not going off on a tangent of men taking up more responsibilities that women can offload mm. and, and be okay with the person is going to be 
up to my standards that's probably some of the problems as well as it's, i i'm not gonna let you do it because it's not gonna be good enough standards that I yeah it, it yeah absolutely yeah i get that i completely get that it's like i i have this in my own house of like my kids do because we spoke before we did this like i'm painting the room that i'm sat in now and and you said didn't you get the kids to do it and my, my youngest son who's five is just absolutely wild so they'd be paid all over the place but it is that same thing isn't it like loading the dishwasher i'm like oh my god they've not been put in the right place the plates the dishes which is ridiculous isn't it like it, it doesn't matter that much but i think letting go of some of that sometimes can be hard for, for people and if it's all it's like you said the identity thing if that's all that you've ever known is you know that the woman does this or i should i should that that age-old thing of i should be doing this and i should be like that that shoddy behavior if that's all that you've ever known that that's one you know him and two probably a very big part of your identity if your mum did it your grandma did it the women in your family did it that that's you know you've got a circle of friends who do a, a similar thing and that again is, is something that I found one of the other biggest things with the women that that I coach is they don't know any different and they just think that things you know are, are that's how they are but they can be changed. And sometimes it's just questioning yourself, like, if, is this what I'm doing serving me? Can somebody help me with this? And asking for help, like, it's not always easy to, to say, like, ask for help, but also know who to ask for help from, not necessarily just with household things, but I'm sure that you've come across this as well with, you know, people needing help and they, they get to a point where they know that they need help, but they don't know who to reach out for for that help. You know, if, if it's coaching, if it's like finding someone who is the person that they gel with and who it is that they need, it's not, it's not people who come and knock on the door and hello, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. It's, it finding it isn't always easy. Well, that's, that's, that's a different tangent altogether as mm-hmm. you, you, you are in, um, depending on the headspace you're in. And if I was to say the negative, because I, I, I know you more now, you were definitely in that place. I've been there. I mm. know it all. I, I, mm. I know what's, I know what's best for me. Uh, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna be, keep being stubborn 100%. and do it this way. Yeah. And until it works, until it and it works. will work because I'll make it work. I smashed the <laughs> well, the kitty one of. Uh, everybody's probably heard this one. You know, smashing the right, the square peg into the round circle is never gonna fit. Mm. You, you, you could yeah yeah technically it can but it'll be mis- mm. it'll be misshaped mm. uh but it's going to take a lot of effort to 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 get it in there mm. um and at what cost whereas mm. when you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel mm. it becomes a little bit clearer and, and somebody mentioned this to me oh, a couple of days ago oh i'm in the tunnel i can't see the can't see the light it's like yes mm. you can it, yeah it be, and people won't see my fingers now but it could be you know a little dot through the through your fingertips or it could be a massive big okay sign mm. the light's there it's yeah. just that you are maybe not aware of taking the positive from it of, and, yeah. and, and i did a presentation on on, on wednesday as we recorded on a friday Mm. uh quite late for me i did it to the us so mm. that and half past 11 my time so that's late uh for you as well um and somebody made reference of our carbs are bad 
no let me dispel mm. that myth that's that's rubbish mm. and then she she went into a bit more detail of oh i have the sauce i like the sauce from the shop uh, i like my cheese yeah i won't even go yeah. into port. i didn't even get i didn't even get started on how much cheese you have in what's the sauce yeah. i know it's a portion it's the portions and, and be it it is in the u.s portion control yeah. is is a massive issue there yeah. so i think people were very open to it. it's like well I, james is not criticizing one person mm. or the other uh, i made it very interactive that's i don't have to really i'll be honest with everybody this is i didn't have to concentrate because it was late and having to concentrate and really present at that time of night is, is difficult at the best even even if you had prepared uh but most people were willing because it was to talk about losing covid weight one person said and they took it upon themselves i i want to lose 20 pounds of my covid weight no no no. let me take that word off the table i want to lose 20 pounds and i'm going to be okay i was like okay fair play Mm. you're you're owning up to that to 20 people yes they they know each other but yeah you're kind of taking the proverbial excuse off the table as no 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 that's not acceptable let's me to remove that that's enabling me to be okay with the situation whereas he wasn't and they kind of Mm. went no let's remove that and say i'm not except i want to change i'm going to take away the not even use it as an excuse a reason as to why i'm in this predicament Mm. thus i put myself in that it's like fair fair play i wasn't expecting that i was expecting i want to lose this how do we do it and it wasn't it's like now i'm going to remove that Mm. um and then most people were um most emotional eating yeah of i was eating when i was sad i was eating when i was depressed Mm. i was eating when i was happy you name it he did it and i kind of just went to as well so you pretty much grazing then Mm. and they they had an epiphany it's like great yeah grazing yeah like a cow obviously the cow's doing it because it's Mm. it's eating eating um the grass if it's organic Mm. whereas as a human being that's what we're not supposed to we're not designed to to just eat every moment throughout the yeah it's it's funny isn't it how people can have these these epiphanies just from thinking about something because that they're the the biggest light bulb moments that a lot of my clients have is just looking at something differently or something that you've embedded in your head so so much and attached all of this this stuff to and even like calling something it like I had a I had a, um, a client calling this morning and the words that she were using around herself like oh I'm a complete nightmare and then I do this and I just can't stop myself and then and you could see this like shit tower of she'd start with like herself and then oh I'm a nightmare and then this happens and and I'm terrible and this food and I can't stop and it's just uh, the the thing that you've done there you've you've eaten a chocolate bar or you know what whatever's whatever's happened and it, it's the meaning that you then put into them things that's the massive issue whereas look at it in the sense of you know you, you've eaten something that thing is like an inanimate object that is just it doesn't have a heart a pulse and legs 
you know, you're almost personifying this thing and turning it into this massive, scary situation. Whereas if you speak to yourself differently or look at a situation in a different way, it changes your entire perspective and changes the way that you then go forwards and carry on with what you're doing. So I don't, again, I don't know if that's something that you see a lot of, but I know with the, again, the women that, that are coach, demographic of women, that it's, it's such a huge, huge thing. Well, I think it's similar to the, the, two, the two communities because mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to challenge, uh, you know, well, for mine, obviously, with amputees, it would be mm-hmm. if they've lost their, their, their arm or leg yeah. or multiple limbs because, mm-hmm. because of a trauma, cancer, uh, accident, or whatever. This is endless mm-hmm. in terms of my explanation. But mm-hmm. a lot or look up, you know, I used to be able to do this. Mm. Okay. That's not bad. As yeah. in, okay, would you like to do that again? Yeah. Because no, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. Why why can't you? I think somebody rent this is a conversation from months ago. I I want to I used to ride motorcycles. Why can't you ride trike then? Mm. And the dis- that adapt and overcome, isn't it? It's well, it's, it's not even an adaptable bike. It's it's mm. it's it's something that's common. I don't. I. I know they exist. Mm. Uh, you could go with a sidecar. It's, it's, there are there, the person yeah. hadn't, even, haven't, hadn't even thought of. Uh, what do you call it? An alternative. Some. Yeah. Something that it's like. Well, you know your bikes. You obviously know that they exist. Mm. But in terms of when you're kind of in that that fixed mindset or kind of narrow focus, mm. like okay, I'm in. I mean, this way of thinking and nothing else really exists. Like, well, yeah. there's, there's I think, an alternative. There's all sorts, there's all sorts yeah. of things when you're, when, you're, when you're open. Yeah, there is. And that, that's what I meant a minute ago with the whole adapt and overcome thing. It's sometimes it's just adapting your thinking and changing the way that, you know, and looking at, I know it's a real cliche, isn't it? But looking outside of the box of like what, and it's something that, again just great coaching questions like self-coaching what can I do like I can't do this particular thing anymore or this isn't going to work right now for my situation or my environment or um you know whatever's going on but what can I do what can I do because I think people get so narrow into the thing of well I can't do this and this is crap and I can't do this and I can't do that whereas but what can you what can you there will always be a solution to something it might not be the ideal it might not be you know your ideal scenario or the ideal thing or the way that it's been panning out in your head but like I said earlier with the clouds parting and the sun coming through and everything being amazing but there's always a you know there's always a solution one way or another well, mm. I can do that it's a meditation exercise of, of imagining having a clouds uh, opening no not clouds opening oh. <laughs> feeling the sunlight beaming on you so pretty much yeah yeah could, uh, I've never done it in the winter but I, I was where was I? I was doing it mm. the other day. It was, oh, yeah. it feels nice. Not sunny, yeah. but it, it's 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 making me feel good. Um, and that's yeah. that's a hard technique to be able to mm. to visualize as oh, there's this there's this sunlight beaming on me, but it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. And um, I think what you you mentioned, there, Charlotte, of being open to things. Uh, this is probably. I was going to challenge what you said, but mm. I've had a different thing about, different thought about it. And, uh, you know, proverbial, I can't. I think mm. people really latch onto that with me because, like, well, you challenge, I can't. 
like, well, mm. I don't always. It it just does. It's just when it's it's on. It's it, it's I can't. It's not in my vocabulary. It's like, well, mm. what what you perceive I can't do, and mm. it might just be. Uh, who was I talking about it they do it deliberately I've done it as well if somebody said oh I don't think you should do it well, I'm going to just do it I'm going to do it now deliberately because you say I can't do yeah, it yeah uh, but obviously that's that's very conniving and vindictive it was just making a, po- a point to do something uh, there was no reason behind it I I didn't think it was a challenge the other person thought it was okay we're mm. gonna do it don't care what you're saying I'm mm. gonna do it just to show that you just to show you that I can do it um, mm. but in terms of looking at it from a different perspective altogether mm. of just you know the vocabulary I can't I won't um, you know where I'm going with this in terms mm. of it's very mm-hmm. destructive because oh, I yeah. can't becomes yeah. I won't. Yeah. So, and I think it, it tends to be like a repeat pattern as well, doesn't it? I, I find that if you, and th- this was actually something that Rich introduced me to, so our like mentor of the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Like the more you tell yourself you can't do one particular thing. And I, I see this so much in, in, in my clients of particular, like when they start at the beginning, they, they've told themselves such a long time they can't. And when you start digging a bit deeper, it's almost like, you know, th- there's so many other things that encompass that. They've not gone for promo- promotions at work. They've not gone for, you know, there's so many different things that are like oozing into the life that they've not even realized from, you know, it, with whether it's exercise, whether it's nutrition, you know, whatever that is that that I can't cycle just knocks and hammers your confidence down more and more and little steps sometimes do you know what it might be that it's just a little step that you need just bricks and your little confidence tower and 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 building it up from there with again whether that's might be training it might be food it might be um trying something new opening yourself up to being vulnerable that we spoke about earlier it's the the little the little steps I find um what are we now this is i don't know because obviously we were talking before this so i've got no Mm. idea how long the this episode is going so obviously as you listen to this this might be a longer one than not than than usual how long Um, are the normal ones how long do you normally do i feel like we've we've spoken for ages haven't we yeah we were talking before i started recording yeah that makes Mm. it more difficult to work Mm. out and i've got the one with the timer so i'm thinking well I don't know when we started recording, so that's there's no gauge. Uh, that there's the unstructured voice. <laughs> um, uh, that's unorganized. But as in, I, I've I've got an inkling of how long it is. But to answer your mm. question, depends depends on the guest. Mm. Um, mm. So that being said, I think we're gonna obviously gonna have to have a part two, you and I, and have another episode. Um, I think I think uh, people can can agree with that. Uh, so obviously wrapping up this episode. Uh, I asked this of all my guests, mm-hmm. and you've listened to it, so you know it's coming. Um, if you had to sit down with any athlete, mm-hmm. that matter dead or alive, who would that mm-hmm. be and why? That would be Serena, well, either, either sisters, Serena or Venus Williams, um, just because I would love to have a conversation around, like, the female, like, females in sport I think they've been in the sport for such a long 
you know, time in terms of like career progression, where they've come from, all of that. And I'd really love to just find out the inside story of, of how they've how they found that and the stereotypes and the barriers and, and everything that they've gone through over time. Mm. And my second question, as you were a coach, what mm. co- which, which, uh, let me rephrase that. As you, as you were a coach, what coach would you like to sit down? And that's a mouthful to get out. Mm. Would you like to sit to sit down with dead or alive and why? Do you know what? Honestly, it, it's, and I know this is probably not what you're looking for, but the person that I would love to, who who is a coach um, in in some capacity or another, is, have you heard of Brene Brown? So she's a researcher, but she also does. Um, I'll have to introduce you to uh, one of her books because I feel like you'd I feel like you'd love it. Um, but she she studied, funnily enough, she studies vulnerability. So she's she's a researcher. Um, but yeah, she studies vulnerability and everything that comes with it. How to be more open with people. And I just her stories and one amazing. But also, I'd love to pick her brain as well. Mm. And the final question before we wrap up the episode, Charlotte, if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about into one sentence oh, God. To, take, to take away, <laughs> what would that be? And I've um, elaborate more than that because people have done more than a sentence. If it makes yeah. if it makes it easier to do it, do it. That is tough. One sentence is going to be well tough. Um, I think that... <laughs> regardless of what you think is the secret pill I don't think that you can have one thing without the other and there's lots of different nuances to achieving whether that's you know transformation just general wellness whether it's sport I think the the nuances always need to be taken into consideration and not just the 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 black and white thinking there's there's quite a lot of gray going on that's a personal thing to you so when your transformation starts from the neck up, it's not just that one thing. So once again, Charlotte, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Thank Athlete you. Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. Remember this quote by Chris Hart. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute, not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. <laughs>